And welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us on this Friday, July 14th, 3.05 p.m. Here at the KHMG Studios. Home of Live Till 5 every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. Right here in Barragata, Guam. It's a lovely Friday afternoon, sunny, hot, campus is kind of quiet right now, all school activities have ceased for the summer, but we do have our summer camp going on right now on campus, so there are a lot of utes running around campus right now, I'm glad you could be with us today, might be listening on the radio dial in your car or on a radio that sits in your windowsill or on your desk. Glad to have you with us on 88.1 FM here locally on Guam. Maybe listen online through khmg.org. We have a live stream there. You can listen in real time to our live stream. So if you don't have access to a radio, it's actually a very consistent way to be able to listen to not only this program, but all the programs we broadcast here on KHMG. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great programs that we produce here at KHMG. Go to khmg.org, and there's a whole podcast section there, and some good preaching programs there, and of course, all the back episodes of Live Till 5. I think we have almost 60 back episodes on there. That's a lot of listening entertainment, over 100 hours of listening entertainment for you to be able to download and listen at your leisure. You can also listen to the rebroadcast Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast this show in its entirety. Noon to 2, Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. We do that because many people cannot listen wall-to-wall, just two straight hours of radio. It's just too much. They're driving around. They're running errands. Of course, they want to hear what happens next on the show. It's so riveting, but they cannot sit in their car and burn up that much gas. Well... Don't be faint of heart because you can tune back in on Saturdays and Sundays to the rebroadcast and catch the whole show. We'd love to hear from you, by the way. Go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook, and like us and follow us. And then anytime we update something, we upload a new podcast, we try to make sure we let our social media following know about it first. And so we'll put a little link on there for you so you can click on that and it'll take you right to whatever we just uploaded. Uh, Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager, has been putting some links to some really cool Christian music videos on our social media page as well. So go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook and let us know that you're listening. You can also leave us a personal message there, a private message, and we love to get those. You know, when people are listening to the radio, we cannot necessarily tell how many people out there are listening. 
I want to assume it's millions. But we can tell when people are listening online, and we can tell how many people are following us on Facebook and how many new views we've had on Facebook, how many people have gone to our website. And so those give us some analytics uh, for us to uh, be able to utilize to know how effective we're being with our radio ministry. So I encourage you to go to those online uh, portals to get information from us so that we know that you are connected to us. Glad you're with us today. This is episode 224, and today we're going to be talking about a number of fun things, including but not limited to leafy greens. It's summertime. Many of us are on our our semi-annual health food kick. Uh, we are trying to, you know, get ourselves into shape because summertime's a good time for that because our schedules change up just a little bit. And uh, we feel just guilty enough since New Year's that uh, it's time just to start over. And so Leafy Greens, we're going to talk about Leafy Greens later on in the show, among other things. I'm even going to talk about church organs. So if you're interested in the church organ discussion, the the topic of church organs, maybe you want to stay tuned because in the second hour, I'm going to talk about church organs and uh, you can hear some fascinating information about church organs. Now, I want to start off with uh, one of my favorite segments, of course. It is called The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls of many a successful American. This is from a book called The Buck Stops Here by Horace Martin Woodhouse. And this gave me the idea to look for quotes that that inspire people that are businessmen, statesmen, theologians, senators, barons of industry, etc., etc. And this one happens to be Republican United States Congressman, physician, best-selling author, and two-time presidential candidate, Ron Paul. Now, son, Rand Paul's been in the news a lot this week, but Ron Paul has an active base of supporters has been coined as the Ron Paul Revolution. He has been described as conservative, constitutionalist, and libertarian. He favors withdrawal from the North Atlantic Trade Organization, Treaty Organization, NATO, and the United Nations, citing the dangers of foreign entanglements to national sovereignty. Having pledged never to raise taxes, he has long advocated ending the federal income tax, scaling back government spending, abolishing most federal agencies, and removing military bases and troops from foreign soil. He favors hard money and opposes the Federal Reserve. And this is the little plaque he has on his desk. Now remember, he's a congressman. And this is the plaque he has on his desk. Don't steal. The government hates competition. And that's the plaque that Ron Paul has on his desk. And that is, the buck stops here. As we move along in the show, we're going to be having some of our regular segments, including Lawrence Nangas with This Day in History and Sebastian Basil Duo be coming in with some type of quiz to get us all engaged in debating. And Josh Taylor will be here just joshing around with us, I believe. But one of the other segments we have in this show is our idiom 
idiom segment. Taken from the Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban. This is a book provided me by PC, who, by the way, had an amazing haul of beach glass coming back from the outer islands of Yap. Last week, we talked about beach glass. She brought back some amazing beach glass. If you know PC, you should check out her Facebook page. She has some of the most beautiful beach glass I've ever seen. She just, these outer islands, I guess they have a lot of um, old uh, glass that's been thrown in the ocean and tumbled around. And it's like she she came back with the mother load of beach glass. But anyway, she provided me with this book uh, at least a year and a half, two years ago. And I've been going through some of these idioms with you, the listening audience, because some people just find it interesting some people gives them a chance to go and refill their coffee cup. And some people who did not grow up speaking with these turns of phrase, these, these figures of speech, this helps them to understand the origin or the meaning of these little phrases. So, strike while the iron is hot. It means to act at the most favorable time or moment to get the best result. This metaphor goes back to ancient times. Jeffrey Chaucer a poet of the 1300s, was one of many English authors to use it. Blacksmiths all know that the iron is most workable when it is red hot. In order to form the right shape on the anvil, the blacksmith must uh, strike while the iron is hot. A related saying would be, make hay while the sun shines, which we've already gone through that one before. Strike while the iron is hot. Stuffed shirt. What does it mean to be a stuffed shirt? Well, although William Shakespeare used a similar expression, a stuffed man, the version with shirt is from the early 1900s. It suggests a person who has falsely high opinion of his or her own worth and shows it. A stuffed shirt is a self-important person who shows a lot of phony dignity. How about this? Swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. Makes me think of our friends Ed and Frank who are up in the Saipan Fishing Derby right now. I hope they're landing the big marlin. But uh, swallow hook, line, and sinker. This American expression was from the 1800s, maybe based on the old British saying from the 1500s, to swallow a gudgeon. A gudgeon is a small fish, like a minnow, that was often used by, as bait by fishermen. An unlucky fish usually swallows just the bait and the hook. But if it also swallows the fishing line and the lead sinker as well... It has gobbled up a lot. That's like a trusting person who accepts anything and everything that he or she is told without thinking about whether or not it's true. They swallow things hook, line, and sinker to believe a story completely without questioning it, to be very gullible. We know a few gullible people around here. A swan song. The myth of the ancient of ancient Greece, and in some poetry by William Shakespeare, you will find references to a swan that is mute or almost totally silent all its life but that sings a lovely, sweet song just before it dies. In real life, it doesn't happen that way. Swans make sounds all their lives. But the story is nice, and the people enjoy it. Today, performer's final appearance, an artist's last work, a scientist's last discovery, or an athlete's last game is often called their swan song. It's their final farewell performance. To sweep under the rug. Imagine your house is a mess, and you're not expecting company, Unexpectedly, an important person rings the doorbell. Quickly, you lift up the rug and sweep the mess under it before the door opens. Since the mid-1900s, sweeping something under the rug or the carpet has had the meaning uh, to do with brooms and floor coverings. It means 
or it doesn't have a meaning having to do with brooms or floor coverings. I apologize there. It means hiding or not dealing with an unpleasant issue. So to hide or ignore an unpleasant matter means to sweep things under the rug or sweep it under the rug. Sweep you off your feet. This idiom comes from the 19th century and joins a list of sayings that relate to being overwhelmed by feelings of love with being knocked down. She's a knockout. He bowled me over. They got carried away with each other. These expressions suggest that sometimes emotions are so intense that you can't even remain standing when you're hit by one of them. To sweep you off your feet means to make a favorable impression, favorable impression, to affect with strong emotion or enthusiasm. And finally, the last one here, sweet tooth. Even in the 1500s, when this famous idiom was first used, people loved sweets. The yearning was called having a sweet tooth. Perhaps people thought that one tooth had a craving for salty foods and another for sour foods and another for sweet foods. At first, sweet tooth referred to sweet meats, wines, and pastries. But today it is used to describe only cravings for cakes and pies and other sugary food. A great desire to eat sweet food is to have a sweet tooth. And those are our idioms for today. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, some of our regular segments... So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin. This is Live Till 5, episode 224 on this Friday, July 14th. If you're listening to the live broadcast, it is 3.17 p.m. Find us on khmg.org, listen online, download the podcast, etc., etc. We'll take a short break. Be back right after this. Live till 5 is 3.21 p.m. on this Friday, July 14th. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. You're listening to the live broadcast. Again, it's 3.22 p.m. on Friday, July 14th. But maybe you're listening to the podcast 100 years in the future. Everything you hear for the next one hour and... 38 minutes is exactly like how the world is in the year 2017. I just want to, I want you to know that, all our future listeners, because you might not have an accurate representation. Who knows what your history, history, they're not even going to be books. They're probably like history holograms or something like that, but history crystals, what they might say about the year 2017, but Pretty much, if you're looking for this, I'm speaking to the people in the future, so everyone that's listening in the present, but people listening to the podcast in the future, like you just opened a time capsule and someone chose to implant this this broadcast in there as a representation of the year 2017, a little snapshot of culture, a little Americana, and uh, with a little Tropical West Pacific mixed in, this is it, and uh, it's, it's very accurate. So you'll learn a lot from this show. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah. I should describe how we're dressed. We're all wearing red tunics and a fez. That's right. Yes. yes. And, I have a, uh, a bald stripe 
uh, uh, shaved right down the middle of my head, mm-hmm. but it, it terminates right at the crown of my head where I have a little plug-in that I've had uh, surgically implanted so I can download information straight into my brain. Oh, they might not think we're that far away from them then. Yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> or you never know. They might, do, they might go back the other direction, you know, yeah. 100 years from now. They might be in covered Electricity wagons. Electricity goes out and just yeah. all of a like sudden. Like a steampunk type thing, you know, where they kind of <laughs> use technology, but they kind of yeah. go old school. Yeah. yeah. That's never what know. I think Leonardo da Vinci was, was like yes, steampunk absolutely. minded. So anyway, but for those uh, <laughs> listeners that are in the uh, contemporary era with us, you know awesome. that we're just joking around a little bit. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. That deep, masculine voice you hear is Lawrence Nagengast. And then the other voice you hear is Chris Harper. <laughs> I don't know just what to say. the other one. <laughs> oh. The other one, that okay. one, the happy, the one joyful voice, the professional-sounding voice. Heard across the sound waves. The person that doesn't mispronounce things, uh, that's Chris Harper. The one who pr- mispronounces, I'm Jared Baldwin. The one with the deep voice, the rich voice, the Shadow Stevens kind of voice, that's uh, Lawrence <laughs> Nagengast. So, Shadow, Shadow Stevens. Stevens. I don't even know who Shadow Stevens is, except for when I was a teenager in the 1980s, I watched um, Hollywood Squares. Yes. It was like a tic-tac-toe show. Uh-huh. And that Shadow was Stevens on. was always one of the squares. Yeah. And I guess he was a famous DJ or something He was a California. morning radio guy in Los okay. Angeles. Yeah. 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 Him and Rick Dees would... Rick remember Dees. Rick Dees? Yes, I do remember yeah. Rick Dees, yes. He would the, say it's 85 Dees Grees yes. this morning. <laughs> Shadow Stevens had like this oh uh, blonde flowing hair and yes. this really deep, rich voice. So, And he wasn't very good at those trivia games, by the way, as far as I remember. Lawrence has it all because he's good with information and he's got the voice. He just doesn't have the long flowing blonde hair. Nope. No, I'm going to stay away from that. No, I didn't think you would want to do that. And then now, of course, we're being joined also by Josh Taylor, who just walked in, our resident Michigan expert and uh, host of our summer segment called Just Joshing Around. Josh, you been uh, remodeling anything today? Uh, I'm actually here for some therapy today. Okay. I just... Is, is is it time? Are we are we good to go with we're, this? We're, we're, I'm just asking you how you're I'm, doing. I'm, I'm just telling you... The you're thinking of thinking of some topics and stuff, and I'm just I I don't need topics today. I just need I, I need like this couch over here. Yes, is this microphone long enough for uh, me to go down there and yeah. be lay down and kind of just bare my soul? Uh, you you can sure. I mean that might make for a very interesting. Uh, Josh bears his soul. That'll be our topic of the day. Josh Bur- bears his soul. Bearing my soul or just unbearable day but and it, and it hasn't been today it's just it's just been this week this week mm-hmm. has just mm-hmm. been it's just been one of those weeks i'm sure you've had and not not bad just a little bit um i don't even know if i'd go discouraging i would just mm-hmm. go wow i can't wait till next week yeah uh <laughs> our listeners might be able to relate to that you know they're coming off of a long week themselves some of them they're listening uh live here on this friday afternoon and so uh some of them play with fidget spinners and uh sorry i only brought my one this week yeah. but it's it's okay. well lawrence is playing with sebastian's fidget spinner which which helps a lot so uh but well josh i'm glad you made it anyway and sebastian of course he just made us all some he recreated reconstituted some drinks from the hub for us yes and uh the thing is, guys, Lawrence and I, neither one of us are drinking anything with like a lot of sugar in it and stuff. So we might just have to have you three, Chris, Sebastian, and Josh, play the drinks. game. Well, are, are they cold, by two. the way? Oh. They were sitting in the fridge, but okay. they didn't oh. feel so cold. Do you know? Do you know what? Make, <laughs> I'm like this again about about two and a half minutes ago. 
walking down the hallway and I pass the window there and all I see is Sebastian looking over his shoulder and I see some drinks and I just see this like smile like, oh man, I think I should come back for the next segment because I don't know if I want to be here for that yeah, one. Cause Sebastian's there was, it was like <laughs> cooking him, skills. Him crouching over the drinks, learning. Le- there's is, an is evil laugh just, too. Just kind you of just a, didn't hear it. Yes, I, I completely <laughs> believe it. It was, nice. I was, I was genuinely scared to walk in today. Well, I, are those numbered, Sebastian? Are, is there here? Oh me. yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> did you? I'll for, tell you what. You we're we're uh, gonna need to get some. I'm those look sure. kind of disgusting without ice. I mean, not not that your your job. You did a great job, but I don't know if anyone wants to drink those at 83 degrees. Uh, that's the. Temperature of swamp water, I think. That actually kind of goes to one of the things well, that happened with me today, or not today, this week. With with, I had a uh, a warm Coke as well, and it was it just. It's not quite the same, right? It was uh, it when was we take stuff. a break. Well, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go score us some ice, <laughs> yeah, so, that that, so you horrible. can really enjoy it. So I want you, I want you guys to enjoy this drink. Someone down in the coffee shop, and then Sebastian put all his time into it. I want it to be, <laughs> you know, something special. So this shows something special. Hey, speaking of something special, Lawrence. Did anything special happen on uh, July 14th in the history of the world? I think a few things. I think a few things happened. We're going to start in 1789, Bastille Day. Uh, this is the storming of the Bastille, which oui, is oui. a French prison. And uh, pretty much it's the beginning of the French Revolution or, or the day that marks as the beginning. Uh, it's the people and their uproar towards the uh, royalty or the king, King Louis XVI. And uh, they stormed the Bastille because they had basically guns but no ammunition. So they went to the Bastille to get the ammunition is what ah. they needed. And so it wasn't uh, a prison breakout. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't for the prisoners. It was for the the things, the gun, other guns, and and ammunition that was stored. Because I'm honestly, I'm thinking every time I hear that that Bastille Day, I'm thinking the whole thing. You got your people that are discontent with the government, and somebody just okay. I need some ideas <laughs> out here. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And like Let's go get the one prisoners. guy. Storm the Bastille! Yep. It's like, you know what? That, that... Except in French. Said, yeah, it would have been in French. La Storma la Bastille. I could actually text my <laughs> wife, and she could probably text it back to me uh, what that is in French. Storm the Bastille? Yeah, Storm the Bastille. Is that something they teach you in? Well, no, she took French for yeah. many, many years. Um, but, anyways, that happened today. They needed the guns and the ammunitions. They stormed the Bastille. They got it, and pretty much within a few days, uh, went to the uh, Palace of Versailles and got Louis the 16th and brought him back into the city um, and, to be tried. And that's the part that always gets me as well. Why is it guillotine, Bastille, but it's Versailles? Okay, I just... In Missouri, it's not. It's Versailles, Missouri. It's Versailles. spelled like Versailles, and it's Versailles, Missouri. At least they're consistent. I have to deal with that every year with my students on the Geography Bowl. Say that? Because <laughs> of the... Versailles. Uh, the, the, the the Treaty of Versailles. Versailles. Yeah. yeah, and they all say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. um, moving on, 1870, the United States We really States milked Congress. the Bastille Day one. I mean, <laughs> we, we, got, we, got <laughs> we worked a whole four minutes, minutes on the Bastille. I could have gone even further. Ooh. I could have gone through the if entire If this is Super Bowl, French like Revolution. halftime, that would have been worth like $7 billion. It would have been, <laughs> and worth it. United States Congress uh, grants Mary Todd Lincoln uh, a life pension. In the amount of $3,000 a year. Oh, wow. I didn't know, A, she had that, but $3,000 a year. Yeah, it's kind of a... Do they do that for, like, did Jackie O get something like that? I'm, I'm sure. I'm wondering. I'm sure uh, that that's a... Because that, they get, you know, now nowadays they also get, like, security for life. They, they get, do. 
They're for uh, Mr. President for life. Yeah, they get they, like an allowance. I think it's it's basically like military allowance. I don't like think it's the same allowance. salary, but yeah. they get something very close for yeah. the rest of their life. Yeah. It's it's enough to where they could rent out the Bastille. The Bastille, yes. yeah, at, at Versailles for the rest of their life, I guess. Uh, 1914, first patent for liquid field rocket design granted by Robert Goddard. Yeah, boom! Robert Goddard turned it into a trivia. I'll have my own first trivia, Sebastian. Uh, okay. I would, I would get a point for that one. <laughs> 1946, Doctor Benjamin Spock's common sense book of baby and child care published. I just wanted to say Doctor Benjamin Spock, and not have it refer to the guy in Star Trek. Um, Live long and prosper? Yep. Not the same guy. How he's actually a pediatrician. Yeah. Writing Dr. about child Spock. care. Yeah. Oh, you know about him? Oh, yeah. He's like the n- number one most famous. Plus, it, the, I grew up watching Jeopardy also. There's a uh, Jeopardy question about once a month. Something about Dr. Something Benjamin about Dr. Spock. Ben, but I've never read his books, but he is quoted in a lot of parenting books. Yeah, well. that makes sense. He's a Secular ones. 1968, Brave, as in the Atlanta Brave or Braves, Hank Aaron hits his 500th home run off San Francisco giant Mike McCormick. 500 home runs. Not everybody gets that stat, I guess. Uh, Jimmy Carter becomes a Democratic nominee today, this day in history. And um, He just collapsed today, actually, and did he? was taken to the hospital. He was at a Habitat for Humanity event and collapsed. Habitat. So I think he's in the hospital right now. Who um who is the oldest president right now? I was thinking the other day it is somebody. Um, it's is it's Carter probably one of Jimmy the, Carter? You're talking worldwide. Or are you talking just the U.S.? Um yeah, U.S. Sorry, could oh. be H.W. They're around the same age, I, I think. think. Yeah, because he was a World War II vet. That's yeah. true. That's I true. Was, yeah, was. I was thinking when that. Gerald Ford passed away. And boy, it's gonna be. Cl- it's probably close between those two. I'm gonna yeah. look that up and uh, bring that note back here there in, you in go. a few minutes when I'm done with this section. Uh, anyways, we had a last we, uh, last one that I try to um, be positive on, I, I guess. You know, we, we try to bring that up. Uh, the Dark Knight uh, premiered today. Uh, nice. That's not the positive note, but uh, oh. the uh, positive note was two years ago, Harper Lee's second novel, Ghost of the Watchmen. Yes. Uh, we talked about that with Nick Brown here a couple years ago. Uh, 1957 version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, this is an early version. goes on sale in 70 countries. So, To Kill a uh, Go set a watchman, uh, Harper Lee's, which is the sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. It is, but she wrote it a long time ago, and and they just, right they I just guess, didn't really release it until just two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, so and To Kill a Mockingbird's like one of those yeah, books that every high school student English class uh, requires reading. Basically, yeah. it's true. It's All true. right, excellent. Well, that's this day in history. Well, that was epic. Yeah. You know what? We're going to take a short break because I'm going to see if it's possible for an average 45-year-old male to run to the cafeteria in three minutes or less <laughs> and bring back a bucket of ice bucket, so we can enjoy our drinks from the hub. So listeners, stick around. Stay tuned. We're going to have a little more Live Till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 3.39 p.m. on this Friday, July 14th. And as I bring up the microphones of all my compadres here, we were graced by the presence of a German chocolate cake uh, during during the break because we it was Sebastian's it birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that cake is as big as that churpumple we made uh, two Thanksgivings ago. That's, remember that? Yes. Yes, I do remember. The, uh, this is the size of the churpumple for anyone that that's, I'm going to uh, post it on Facebook. That. It's, I'm, it's I'm big. Post it it's sure epic. It's probably almost a foot tall. Well, it's award-winning. 10 inches tall. It's award-winning. It's so beautiful. It's on Facebook. It's a shame to cut into it. Nope. I'm not that much it. of a shame. No, no, I, I got a picture of it for posterity. No, no problem. I believe that the baker, who will remain nameless, uh, JL, we'll just say JL, <laughs> made this for us to enjoy. And Lawrence is going to have to start his diet from scratch after this. <laughs> so we're talking about leafy greens as our topic of the day. I, know, I was and so help. set to talk about that. I know. You're an expert on that. But now we have to talk about... I'm um, my back on it. Greasy brown, uh, uh, sugary, <laughs> sweet, tasty. Dude, there's got some fl- morsels. There's, there's flour there's in flour there, isn't in there. it? That's healthy. There's flour. There's yeah. even nuts and coconut. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. All natural. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I'm also drinking my tea drink, which is uh, quite tasty. Sebastian did a good job assembling, reassembling the drinks. I ran down and got some ice because these are definitely better over ice because it was a warm tea drink. So we're going to have some cake and some tea here in a moment. But uh, listeners, you're listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday, July 14th, 3.41 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. And we're excited to be here. We're glad that you could be with us. We do this every week. matter of fact, we've been doing this for 224 weeks in a row, give or take, maybe one or two. And uh, episode 224, you can download the podcast from khmg.org. You can listen to the show in its entirety. From 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday or the rebroadcast, noon to 2 on Saturdays or 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. See you later, Lawrence. He just can't take it anymore. He's got to get out of the way of temptation. <laughs> I don't blame him. So, anyway, listeners, we're glad you could be with us today. We're going to have a, a lot of fun on the show today as we all dig into this uh, huge German chocolate cake. And this is all off of a comment we made on the radio. Now, I must say, uh, Sebastian... I've done 224 episodes. I drop hints about every third episode of something that would be nice if some listener would make. And at least two out of 224, maybe three times, I've had someone actually drop something off. We did had, have uh, Mimi uh, brought us some delicious chocolate chip cookies uh, one time. And then we had um, someone else bring us something, maybe some coffee drinks or something like that. But for the most part, those uh, those go unheated. Those those desires go, you know, just kind of out into the atmosphere. But I make one comment about a birthday cake for you, and we get really uh, no the mother of all winning. cakes. It's the size of a sixteen pound bowling ball, uh, with beautiful looks like homemade icing and uh, German wonderful. chocolate. Man, wow, dude, that's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> you you definitely. I, I'm sorry that. You have to dish it up for us, but since uh, you are the birthday boy, <laughs> and and you get to take the rest of this home and eat it all by yourself. Well, I hope I don't eat it all by myself. But you, you're going to have to share it share. with somebody, because yeah. you eat that, you're going to give yourself problems. I be around for long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to enjoy your 27th. So, 
which was not the intended consequence. Well, you know what? While you're cutting that up, we're going to just recognize that this segment's brought to us by The Hub. Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Books are offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books and gifts, and a few Yankee candles. I like it a lot. I go there every day when it's open. Now, they are closed for inventory right now, but that did not keep them from making us some special tea drinks. And Josh and Chris and Sebastian and I all have teas. I assume these are teas. I guess that maybe I'm being presumptuous here, but... Uh, that whistling sound you hear, by the way, is Josh Taylor fidget spinning. Um, I thought so there was something wrong with the use equipment. The, use I'm the cork board. I thought we had a. I thought we had a. I thought we had a hard drive going yes, I, bad. Yeah, and I, it was just a fidget spinner I, spinning on the table. I, One more rule that needs to be made. He, he had me looking at equipment over here. I was like, "What is going wrong?" And I said, "What's that noise?" And Lauren he, said, that's, it was a "This is why stu- why schools are coming up with rule books with extra rules because of." I, I got, know why you went into teaching, Josh. I got my headphones on. I was listening to you. I don't know what you're listening to. You're like you're like that uh, bank robber that eventually becomes a detective because you kind of know the inside the the criminal mind. That's why you're a sixth grade teacher. <laughs> Little catch, you understand. Oh no. Catch me if you can. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Well, anyway, we're all drinking these teas, and I do have. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. There are numbers on here. I would assume. I got, maybe. I got a three. Okay, I'm looking. I don't see a number on mine, but. Oh, yeah, number four. Okay, so I'm drinking my tea. We ran down, got some ice, because tea is always better over ice. And uh, sweet. I'm number one. Has a, has a really just kind of a general sweet tea flavor. I don't, I don't taste anything strong. Maybe a hint of mintiness, uh, but it's just a, a good iced tea flavor with a little bit of something sweet in it. Uh, Chris, what does yours taste like? Uh, it's tea. It's, it tastes great by the way. It's really refreshing, but I'm also getting the generic sweetness happening here and Mm -hmm. I'm not, it's not even fruity particularly not at least not that I can tell now. Maybe it was, maybe there was not quite enough, um, syrup. There was, I saw it coming in. There was syrup in the bottom of the, the, uh, cups and maybe there just wasn't enough or something, but it's just a sweet tea and I, I whatever it is, I'm enjoying it. All right, sweet tea. All right, let me get a little I'm, sweet cake here. I'm six bites into my German chocolate mm-hmm. tea. Is a, just a thought of a past. Right well, now. Uh, Josh, what yours looks a little darker than ours. Uh, what mine, it, does it have any funny flavor to uh, it at all? Mine is sweet tea. And it's just sweet. Can tea. I just start talking about this German? Well, we cake? will in a second. Hold on, we're not selling cake. We're selling tea. But uh, <laughs> and then Sebastian, did you try your tea yet? I did. What does it taste like? Uh, it tastes like um, tastes like peach tea. Does it taste like peach tea? I, think I so. figured one of us would probably have peach. Okay, well, I'm going to just go through this. Number one, Chris has the kiwi flavor. So it's a little kiwi. Don't taste it. Kiwi is a generally sweet, not a real strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two is, uh, who is that, Josh? That's me. Oh, that's you. No, that's, that's amaretto. What in the world is that? I, I would never, never, ever, ever have thought that, they, that that would be what you would think it was. Amaretto. Or that it would taste like peach. Right, yeah, it's so weird. Amaretto is one of those hard things to decipher what it actually is, though. Uh, number three, Josh, watermelon flavored tea. I'm sorry, I'm eating. Yeah, safe. I know, I can hear. And number four is me, coconut flavored, which is just a nice, gentle. So they're all sweet teas. You know, when you order a an iced tea at the hub, you can ask them for any one of those flavors in it. So now let's talk about the the you know the other. Uh, the cake. The cake, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, the 
Mm, it smells good. It's a German chocolate, which German chocolate would be. Uh, let's all let's all describe the cake here because some people don't know what German chocolate is. I mentioned German chocolate to someone last week, and they're like, "Oh, you mean the one with the white icing?" I was like, "No, no, 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 not not that." So let's uh, let's do a little let's do a little review of the cake right here on the air. Mine oh. is two thirds gone, uh, and but I really see I'm not a big frosting guy. Mm. And so the first thing I see of this cake is just it's loaded with frosting. But then there is that gelatinous goo stuff up on top, and that looks really mm-hmm. good. That's the amazing stuff. Yeah. And Even though you didn't describe it very well, it does look really good. And <laughs> so the, uh, but with the, the, the frosting, as long as there's enough cake to overcome the frosting. Right, it's cake I'm, frosting ratio. I'm totally, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, perfect. Einstein so, has this like a seven to one point six ratio, I think. It, yeah, you got to have a good, a good amount of cake to, to balance out the frosting. And uh, well, and this actually has two frostings. So uh, a German chocolate cake is like this um, lighter Bavarian chocolate cake itself, and then the thing that makes it German chocolate is the icing. Has a chocolate icing, which tastes very homemade and very delicious, and then on top it is decorated with a secondary icing of coconut, pecan, and caramel icing on the top, and that's that's what the gelatinous goo that Josh described. Um, I don't know if I said goo. Did I say goo? Yes, oh, I yes. think you did. I did say goo. You said gelatinous goo. I meant gelatinous <laughs> good, good, <laughs> glorious. Yes. Even the smell is just unbelievable. It's, that it, was the one thing that, and that, it's still a little warm. That's <sighs> what that's what drove Lawrence away was the smell. Mm-hmm. He could not. Mm-hmm. He could not. He was physically restraining yes. himself. <laughs> it was amazing. He's I'm, like on day three of a of a very strict diet. So <laughs> well, he had nerves sorry, of Lawrence. steel. Or it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. It was actually as he ran away. I think he. Uh, I think he made a really mm-hmm. foolish choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is like super good. <laughs> It, wow. was, it was an amazing display of self-control, but yeah, as Josh yeah. mentioned, yeah, we don't envy him. I am, no. I am about to. I don't know if you remember Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, where yes. the where the uh, the little boy uh, slips into a food coma, mm-hmm. and so I'm I need somebody to have a piece of celery ready for me. Yes, yeah. to, to break me out of this. It play. is a leafy green show. We are going to talk about leafy greens, which might uh, help offset the fact that we're all going to have um, sugar headaches after this, but. And my wife, my <laughs> wife and daughter, we were trying to figure out my uh, my daughter has been breaking out with hives over the last, uh, it's now almost been two months, about mm. eight weeks. And so we've gone to a very blah diet. And when I say we, I mean my daughter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we support her during some of the meals. And then I go out mm-hmm. to get real food after the kids are asleep. Um, Just one more reason why you said you needed to come up here today and be part of the show. A little show bit more is, therapy. Yeah. Who would have ever known? And this was prepared, handmade, homemade by an award-winning baker. <laughs> an award-winning baker. So thank you very much, JL, for uh, preparing the cake. And you know yes. what? Every week is someone's birthday. I mean, we have millions of listeners, potentially. And um, <laughs> yeah. every week is someone's birthday. And so... That means every week is a different possibility. And so if you want to really get your baking business off the ground, just uh, bring one every week. We'll start like, handing out your business cards. It'll be like this. It'll be like, uh, uh, today we're celebrating random listener number one's That's birthday. That's right. They love tropical carrot cake. Yeah. I was thinking uh-huh. rhubarb custard pie. Mm. That's, oh, that's, no. that's one of my personal favorites, mm-hmm. rhubarb custard pie. That's My mom makes that for me every rhubarb, time. Rhubarb, no strawberry, just rhubarb. 
I, it, you can go with the strawberry, but it's just the the rhubarb custard is my okay. Uh, I don't and nothing nothing helps the the voice and uh. the sound of a radio show like all of the hosts eating cake mm-hmm. while they're on the air. Mm. Nothing really. We might actually helps. win uh, an Edward R. Murrow Award just for this episode. <laughs> right, uh, excellence in broadcasting. Right, I stopped getting Perhaps. complaints. Stopped just getting like complaints CBS about- News. I stopped getting complaints about my uh, my fidget spinner noise because now we're just hearing the chomp, <laughs> chomp, chomp. Yeah. Right. At least it's a soft chomping. It's a gentle chomping. It's heavenly chomping. <laughs> no, I pretty much attacked mine. <laughs> I may need well, a ride home because like, I can't mm-hmm. carry this. Like, it's, I need a trailer for it. You, know? so you, don't, you don't take it anywhere. Don't take it anywhere. I'll take care of it for you. I'll deliver, I'll deliver the plate to your house. <laughs> Needs a trailer. So, oh, wow, man. Well, uh, as we're finishing this, uh, listeners... We're glad you're with us uh, to enjoy this, uh, even if it is vicariously. But, you know, there's I nothing quite like a Facebook. good cake. I posted oh, yeah. a picture. So go to our Facebook page, uh, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Go to our Facebook page, like us. And then every time we get to enjoy something that you don't have, you can watch us enjoy it. It's but it, great. if you know where Sebastian lives, just show up at his house. Because right. he'll have the rest. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah. Are you on the first or second floor? <laughs> no, I was no. like, where are you going with this? No. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll and have the rest. And his social security cake. number. No. <laughs> no. Well, man, that was that is something. I wasn't expecting to um, eat anything like that today. Actually, I was going to stay healthy, but you know what? Sometimes a man's got to do what a man's got to <laughs> <Exactly>. do. <laughs> so uh, now we have about eight minutes left. Sebastian, is that enough time to get through our quiz? Or oh. is it is it sacrilegious to you talk about all leafy about greens quiz. and... What, gonna, what is the quiz about? Quiz is about vegetables. <laughs> that is ideal. <laughs> All right. And how much time we got? About seven minutes. That's that's seven minutes. Let's more do than it. I normally All right, I'll talk do this. Let's do it. All right, we'll do this quick. All right, the quickest seven minutes of your life. All right, here we go. About how much of your plate should be fruits and vegetables? <laughs> one quarter, one half. Three quarters or all of it. Pass the cake, please. Uh, <laughs> I would say three quarters. Three quarters, huh? This is fruits and vegetables. I'm going. I'm going half. Half. I'm gonna. S- what? What was the other option? One quarter, it? one half, three quarters, or all of it. Mm, I'm gonna say half. Correcto. It is half. Correcto. And uh, so it sorry. needs to be three quarters after what we're doing right now. I, I, yeah. Yes, I know. For I the next four days. <laughs> um, okay. Next question. Eating a diet with lots of vegetables and fruit is good for you. True this or is so false? So ironic. True. Okay, you, you're throwing out lots, the term lots. lots. Eating a diet with lots of vegetables and fruit is good for you. Lots. Man, that is just so It's like we have lots vague. of listeners. Yeah, it's just... I, True. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. It, I said it's so simple in my throw you uh, uh, It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, true. It's part of an overall healthy diet, eating a diet so rich guess in what? vegetables. And None of us get a point. That's right. Yep. Correct. Nobody. That's how it works. Ah. Next, what vitamin gives ca- what vitamin gives carrots and sweet potatoes their orange color? Oh, this might be a diff- bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Oh, gives them their Vitam- orange color. Yes. Vitamin D, folate, vitamin A, and vitamin O. So you got Wait. D-A-O or folate. Folate. I don't know what that folate is. Folate sounds like foliage, like the foliage that you would get from the ground of a carrot. I'm going to go with vitamin A. Actually, uh, uh, a. I think it's vitamin D. D. Or o. I want to go with D. D for me as well. 
D for dog, that's incorrect, is vitamin A. Boom, because I'm thinking vitamin D is what they put in milk, but they also put vitamin A and D. They do A and D, and that's also in that famous ointment. It's beta-carotene, a form of vitamin A. Beta-carotene, yes. yes. It's good for the eye health and immune system as well. All right, next question. Is there any of that in this cake? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which of these is is a subgroup of vegetables? Okay. Raw, crunchy, dark green or juiced so like i'm looking at these vegetables and this is a subgroup of is it a it's like under the raw category the crunchy category dark green dark green or the juiced (sighs) just swallowed my last bite of cake so now i can officially talk about vegetables (laughs) i'm going to say that pretty much most vegetables start raw so i don't really see how that would be a subcategory I'm pretty sure you get them when they're raw. I've never, I've never grabbed a cooked carrot before. <laughs> yeah, they just, yeah, cook right in the ground. <laughs> this is my, this is I my. Guess if it's hot enough, it's a varietal. Uh, so, um, it, it it comes down to either dark green or what was the other one? Juiced and crunchy. Uh crunchy. I am going to, uh, crunchy. It's it. Let's go crunchy. Thank you. I'm gonna say raw. And it's dark green. Dark green. Congratulations, Jared. Yes. Okay. Uh, two more questions here. What color vegetable should you eat the most? Orange because they taste the best. Purple because they are rare and exotic. Green because kale is green. <laughs> or a variety of colors. Didn't Tom Brady just write a book about vegetables? I, I think don't chapter know. four is I eat kale every day. <laughs> so I'm going to go with kale. I would go variety. Variety for me, too. Variety it is. It is yes. actually a variety. It's the spice of life and of vegetable eating as well. All right, let, final question. I think kale grows in a variety of... What food group are beans and peas counted in? <clears throat> Vegetables, vegetable group, protein group, both or neither? I know. I think I know. I think my wife has told me this. Protein for me. Yeah, that's, protein, uh, protein, legumes. Legumes. Protein. You're all wrong. It's both. Both. Vegetable and protein groups. Really? Yep. They have similar nutrients to both. Depends on who you're talking Uh, to. The winner there is, oh, man, you all are tied. So no one wins. Yay. Hey, we all won. I mean, look at at us. We're eating cake (laughs) like a bunch of, you know, like Henry VIII or something. His birthday party is like we get this huge cake for no good reason. I am Well, it was my birthday. No, you're, yeah, but still, I didn't didn't do anything to contribute to your birthday. You Except for announcing radio. it. I guess that was... <laughs> for you know all what? of Guam to hear. S- Sebastian also has been driving a very junky car. So if any of our <laughs> listeners would like to <laughs> oh, help no. him, maybe get a pickup truck, four-wheel drive, with tinted windows and rims. You have a car. I thought that. you walked. Dark gray. Do you yeah. walk like I do? <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break. Listeners, stick around. This is Live Till 5. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News. And our second hour of Live Till 5. Don't go away.
the bright and a sunny side too. So we meet with the darkness and strife. This sunny side we also may view. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. And we're back with the second hour of Live Till 5. It's 4.03 p.m. On this Friday, July 14th. Glad to have you with us. In studio, we have uh, Josh Taylor, Sebastian Basildua, Chris Harper, and the remains of a giant German chocolate cake, which was so sweetly provided to us, uh, pun intended, by JL, famous local baker and award-winning chef. And uh, man, that was something else. I, we just can't hardly get over that. Well, this, I- this happened to us one other time, where something, someone brought us something that was so good... It took over the whole show, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was sometime last year. Maybe Chris will remember, but someone brought something, and we just couldn't stop talking about it. I think it was the uh, apple cider drink or something. Someone, they made some kind of apple cider drink, and it was so savory. We just yes. were like, man, this is amazing. Yeah. Why didn't they do this before? It was a, Christmas time. It was a hot, yeah, right. It was a Christmas hot apple cider uh, yeah. concoction. Yeah, oh. we loved it. But the thing is, they ran out pretty quickly. Right, right. That was the thing. And I think that helped. Yes, it we contributed to the that. demand. That's right. Now, if they do it this year, yep. it's going to be, the demand's going to be really high. Well, anyone on campus listening right now, speaking of supply and demand, you can come up here to the radio station and get a free piece of cake from Sebastian right now. <laughs> his 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 friend count just went up and quadrupled with this cake and there's plenty of it so uh, well i'm just i'm really looking forward to uh, when you put this on soundcloud and yes. i'm looking forward to the title of vegetables with a picture of this cake <laughs> it's that's yeah. not a bad idea that's actually. right that's, that's right that's pretty much it's what it's a mind bending experience but you know we are always pushing the envelope of of traditional talk radio and uh we just pushed it right out of the envelope and um it's it's never going to be the same again so every week we should actually do the opposite of what we ought to um and uh so josh let's let's talk about joshing around here before we before we get too far along yeah, my here. stomach so, just pushed my belt out of place i know i know now <laughs> uh wow. as 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 we uh move into the second hour of live till five for those in the listening audience maybe you're new to the show this is our weekly talk and variety program two hours long three to five p.m every friday we have a variety of different guests that come in and regularly contribute lawrence Nangas was here the first hour he did uh this day in history then he ran away once the goodies all showed up because he's trying to watch his sugar and stuff and i would have but i just can't leave it's my show so hun i had to uh eat some of that uh, cake and drink some of that sweet tea. But um, for the summertime, Josh comes up and uh, contributes as well. And Sebastian's still here sitting at the mic, uh, pretty much because none of us feel like going anywhere now. Yeah. Um, so, Josh. I about passed out on your floor during the break. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> that's that's how I'm. And and that's been one of the highlights of my week so far. Okay, here's, here's the deal. I just got a couple of situations. I'm just going to talk through with them them with you guys and i just i need your i'm a professional counselor i need your advice your opinions on things i should have done so i'm going to start and again none of these are catastrophic uh it's just it's just basic stuff that that was going through my head and wondering what am i supposed to do it all starts pretty simple and actually it has to do with our diet that my family and i have been on uh and uh, for the sake of my my daughter and so it was after supper, which happened to be, again, very delicious. My wife has done a great job. The only thing is that when supper was over, this whole 
feeling of, wow, I'm full, it never came because vegetables just kind of don't really do that for you. And so I had to go to Home Depot to pick something up after great, no problem. And it was perfect because I was going to drive right past a couple of fast food places. Mm -hmm. So I go in there, have a coupon. I'm not going to name the exact location, but as I'm standing in line, I see a really cool sign that says customer satisfaction or a, 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 a satisfied customer is the best business policy. And I, I'm standing in line at this fast food place saying, that's a really cool idea. A satisfied customer is the best business strategy. And because I'm, I'm, I'm an educator, I'm thinking there's got to be a time where I'm going to be able to use that. And I proceed to order a chicken sandwich with no onions. And I go to my table because I have to eat this while I'm not there with my family. Right. I have to, it's it's got to go. So I'm just going to scarf it down. I get my food, sit down, open it up, and there's a whole bunch of onions. And it's a burger, not a chicken. It's okay. No problem. A satisfied customer is the best business strategy. I walk up. I ask them, could I get the, the chicken sandwich that I ordered without the onions? They're like, oh, yes, yes. So sorry about that. Good. They take care of it. No questions asked. I go back to my seat. I get it. I open it up. There's no onions. And it's still a burger. And at this point, I'm thinking, now I'm running out of time because this has taken me an extra four and a half to five minutes when I was supposed to be eating it and then back home before anybody gets suspicious. Here's my dilemma. Do I try and make it right a third time or do I just eat the burger? Were you at KFC or something where they just, or I guess not. It would be the opposite. It was all burgers and you ordered chicken. Because so I'm this, trying is, to think of the this is what I'm thinking equivalent. of doing. Like, okay, do I go up a third time? Because I go there all the time and I don't want to be like one of those customers. Well, because, yeah, you don't want them to and ever I, mess with your I go up and, and like, <laughs> do I? Because here's what's going through in my head. Because they're like, oh, that guy's back. Special sauce. Do I walk up and I say, um... I ordered cluck cluck. This is moo moo. I, I I don't know what else you I'm should supposed have. To do. That's exactly <laughs> what I would recommend I, you do. I did. I did not do that. And so I I simply ate my onionless burger, which was fine. Like of, of anything that happened, I can handle the burger with as long as there's no onions with right. it. But the 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 I guess you could say the most. Should I, you have pushed the issue? The most ironic part about it is I had just I was the only time I've ever taken a picture standing in line at a fast food was mm-hmm. of that that picture and then that's what happens. Yep. Okay. Hold it hold it up in front with your receipt next I, to it. Yeah, I, I have got the picture here. It's just whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, okay. No well, at big least deal. you didn't lose your temper. No big deal. It's all good. Yesterday morning, things took a. a I don't know those of you in, in the audience or you guys in here that do you do you have someone who suffers from like serious pain uh, chronic stuff uh, I'm a migraine guy and not that I say that pridefully because I really wish I wasn't but I get between three and five migraines a week uh, and like Tylenol and ibuprofen that's like that's like candy to me you know I, I need something a little bit more hearty uh, if you will and the worst migraines are the ones you when you wake up with them. And so I woke up with one in the morning at 4 o'clock. I've got my medicine sitting right next to me, so I can just chug it. I have to. And so I take it at 4, wake up at 6.30. It's worse. 
that means I'm in trouble. Massive amount of pain, and at 8 o'clock that morning, I've got a dentist appointment. And I'm not so concerned about the dentist and the teeth. It's the fact that what I have to, I, I know you get there in the dentist, they lower you down, and you're staring directly into the light. light. Yep. And light and smells are the two things that just are devastating to me. But then I, I just want to get the dentist over with. So do you go or do you postpone? I would swing by your favorite fast food place and get a chicken sandwich with no onions on the way. Um, I would probably just get it over with. If you're going to be miserable anyway, just be miserable and, and go through it. So, uh, that, and that's, that's what I did. I, I went through it, and it was, it was pretty rough. It was, it was pretty devastating. I finished the dentist appointment, and it had felt like, like I'd just done back-to-back 5Ks. I mean, that's what my body, it was in the process of shutting down. Uh, then I get home. And I am wiped out. Like I'm, I'm telling Bethany, I, I've, I've got to, I've got to lay down. I got to go sleep for a while. And uh, thankfully, was able to take some more medicine. Now I'm, I'm multiple doses of medicine in with an empty stomach, and so things just, it was just not, not the, the prettiest sight. And then I get to handle another situation, another customer service situation. And what is, let, let, let's see. Because this is something that almost everybody can relate to. What's the longest that you've ever been put on hold? A really long time. I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember about ninety minutes one time. Oh something about my. a computer. Yeah, and I, I told I them stay that on and complained that afterwards. <laughs> I had to because there was some reason that I had to. What I did <laughs> is I just set the phone down, and there was music playing, yep. and I just set it next to me and. And yeah, it was a computer was thing it, was of it some the, sort. The I'm same sure song which. on loop? No, no, it was like reggae music. <laughs> it was reggae. That music. is that is pretty rough stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I've I've been on hold for about thirty to forty minutes and then just, just finally gave up. up. But especially if it's the same, uh, we they used to call it Muzak. I think is what they used to call it. like it's an elevator type music. It's it's a repetitive, uh, commercialized. Um, you know, yeah. Feralese or, or uh, uh, you know, um, what's that called? Green Sleeves yeah. or one, one of those songs. And it just keeps playing over and over. And it's like a, a maybe a music box type medley. Oh, man, that drives me crazy. The reggae music was on a loop, though. I did notice that. It had played three, four, five songs <laughs> in a row. And then it would just play that same you have to listen in, in a row. And the kids came in, I remember, and they said, what are you listening to? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, my- Sebastian, you ever stay on hold very long? Yeah, I, I'd have to say maybe like 30 minutes or so. Like nothing. It's not terrible. It was for my TV. I called Best Buy. I was like, my TV came cracked. And um, <laughs> and he's oh. like, where are you? <laughs> and he's like, like, what's your location? I'm like, I'm in Guam. And like, the guy had no idea where Guam was. And he's mm-hmm. like, I was like, it's, it's a U.S. territory. Like, I had to tell that. Like, I should have said that right away. But I waited until like 20 minutes in. And he's because he was like, oh, you need to like figure out whatever mail system you have there and get it, send it to someone in the States and have them take it to a Best Buy. Because <laughs> that's the only way we know how to help you. I'm like, you know, Guam is a U.S. territory. What? <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah. It was a fun conversation. <laughs> See, that's the that's the other part. The enjoyable is 
after you tell your full version of the story, then they transfer you to somebody else. Yes. And you get to tell the entire version right. of the story. Over. I yeah. was on the phone. Now, the nice thing is I was not put on hold for very long. I mean, separate This is the same day that you woke up with a migraine yes. and went to the dentist. And, and I do remember saying to the sales rep, I really thought that going to the dentist was going to be the hardest thing about today. You guys have completely topped that. Yeah. Um, I try to be as as respectful because I don't want to be the pe- that, that person that takes it out on the the airline counter worker when it's really oh, not it's their awful. fault. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's rough stuff. But then at, here's here's what didn't happen because you you've been on hold before like that for so long, and then the person on the other end who's finally available. Hit the wrong button and hang oh, up on you. Oh, I hate that. On, I mean, that feeling is just, what do I do now? Get to start all over. Rejoice. It's a uh, rejoice. So but <laughs> that's I, our men's Bible study. Yep. <laughs> but rejoice I, uh, always. <laughs> so I got to, uh, I got to talk to some very helpful uh, sales reps who, I mean, they were tremendous, and they read their cards perfectly. But for some reason, they couldn't figure out the fact that. We actually are here to help you, uh, and they answered the phone, and, and I use this against them quite a bit. They answered the phone by saying, thank you for calling one of the elite specialists. And so, oh, I brought that back to uh, <laughs> multiple times. Oh, boy. Now, you, you said you were elite, and so I'm looking forward to that. But after 40 minutes of uh, circular reasoning, uh, finally, uh, he said, I don't, well, I don't want to leave you hanging here, but but what do, what you know what am i i can't really do anything i said you don't worry you you are you're not leaving me hanging you're leaving me dangling and you're actually the one stepping on my fingers as i'm about to drop <laughs> and oh, and then yeah that always and helps. then uh, <laughs> then he's then he's, it's like well i i i would i i, said, I just need you to transfer me to somebody who can help me yeah. and what's I, the level above elite and i had never heard this before but the person said I, I can definitely transfer you. You just have to give me a name. I'm not allowed to transfer you unless you give me a name. And so now I'm thinking, is Sally in? How about George? Gary been there lately? I didn't say any of that stuff. But I was like, Pick an intelligent name. I was like, hold on. I'm Googling it. And I Google this store to look for. It's a very reputable online seller. I Google it. And the first thing that comes up is the salesperson's salary. And I'm like, holy cow, you're making twice what I do as a teacher. And so that kind of, I don't know if that helped the situation or hurt the situation <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, in the end, finally, I just started listing off jobs of the person to, could you transfer me to this person, this person, this person? And he got very tired of it. And he said, how about you ask for my, and then gave me the mm-hmm. title. And I said, that sounds great. Could I ask? For, I would like to talk to that person. He's like, "Oh, sure, no problem. I can help you." Yep. And then let me take your information, and then I go to the next level, and then that person. It's another forty-five minutes. Call back today, what? and you ever had them to where they say, "Don't worry, we'll call you back." Oh, oh no. I don't trust. Don't that. do that. I know. And not only that, it was we'll call you back tomorrow. Oh man! So it just turned into massive nightmare, and. I had to wait this morning. I had to take my son to an MRI because he's going to get surgery on his foot to correct his foot. Take him to the MRI. You guys ever, any of you ever had an MRI before? Oh, yeah. Uh, really loud machine. Really cool. Uh, you know how you check off all the stuff of do you have any implants or anything that would be metallic that might mm-hmm. get. 
so I do all that for Devin. He's fine. Doesn't have any of that stuff. And then so I'm in the room with him. As I'm leaving the room, MRI is done. I leave the room. And then the lady says, oh, we just need to fill out this sheet for you as well since you were in there. Do you have any any surgical implants or anything? I'm like, I've got screws in both knees and in yep. my hand. Should we have asked that question beforehand? Yeah, right, right. That, were your knees that, getting hot during the procedure? So, so unfortunately, You're picking up AM radio signal. I, like I, I am. I, I hope that that's not adding to any of the static that's going on the. the maybe way it, today, but. it. Good news is it cured your migraines. But uh, bad news is it, it yes, now it's now, in your knees. Now, now <laughs> my knees are actually a little bit more welded together. So that's been the kind of week that I have. However, they called back this morning, and first thing she said. Good news. We can get you what you need. It's just going to cost you full price. <laughs> uh, that's not that. And she said, but there's one more person I could ask. I said, I would love it if you could ask that person. She says, I'll call you back tomorrow. Eight minutes later, calls back. Oh, yeah, my boss said it's all good. We got you taken care of. Really? I'm like, that was six different sales reps that I talked to, uh, our 43-minute phone call, and then a 12-minute phone call, and a, I think it was a 17-minute phone call. Got it all taken care of, and I saved a 1000 bucks. What a roller wow. coaster of emotions. Wow. And you ended up with the largest piece of German chocolate cake. <laughs> You've had in your whole life. Top it off. That was that was just a freebie. That's just because Sebastian was born. You got a piece of cake. <laughs> yes, I am going over to that couch right now, and I am just going to be hibernate. Yeah, it's like Thanksgiving afternoon after the Michigan game. Michigan game. Hey, Josh, thanks for coming by. I hope your migraines do not come back anytime soon. And uh, thanks for sharing. I'm just glad I was able to bear thanks my for soul. Opening up, I do yes. feel I do feel a little bit better. You know I appreciate what? it. We we appreciate that. And we I know our listeners love that. They but I think, like you said, I think you it's might have some the, going through the same struggles. I think it's because of the, the cake. Yeah. Those of you that had that kind, just go get a piece of cake. A, a big piece of cake, <laughs> German chocolate, preferably. Unless it's next week, then carrot cake, or the week after that, <laughs> maybe a little chirpumple. So, listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. It is 4.22 p.m. on Friday, July 14th, if you're listening to the live broadcast. You could be listening on Saturday or Sunday. Saturdays, we rebroadcast the show in its entirety from noon to 2, and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So you can catch us on the rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., or go to khmg.org, download the podcast, listen to the live stream, Interact with us through our social media. Facebook, it's Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to follow us on social media. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more Live Till 5 after this. with a little more live till 5 is 4:25 p.m. on Friday, July 14th. Having fun here on the air. Thank you for bearing with our silliness at times. We just like to have fun. We all have a great rapport with each other and we love to just kind of chat about what's happening in our lives. Thank you Josh Taylor for stopping by and joshing around with us a little bit. Lawrence, 
We admire your courage, but, you know, sometimes you have to have the courage to stand your ground and say, I'm not going to diet anymore. I'm just going to eat this cake. That's what I did. But, no, Lawrence Nangast did a great job with this day in history, but he is avoiding the sweets, and he avoided some serious sweets today. So good for you, Lawrence. We'll make sure that Lindsay knows that you resisted the cake and the sweet tea. It's very tasty. Anyway, hey, want to talk about some numbers and some different things that were in World Magazine. Just got this today. It's the July 1st issue, uh, July 1st, 2017, World Magazine. The 2017 Hope Awards for Effective Compassion. number of different interesting things in the magazine today. Just want to share a few highlights with you, including... This little Stranger Than Fiction story in World Magazine, Dispatches Human Race, Hunted, the Florida Everglades have a new plague, the giant python. I've heard about this, but I hadn't read any details about it. An estimated, how many giant pythons do you think are in the Everglades right now? Get this, an estimated 100,000 Pythons live in the area and prey on small animals. Even alligators cannot match the Burmese python. Pet owners introduced the pythons into the Everglades by ditching their snakes in the swamp, and the population has boomed. Miami-Dade County official officials think they have the answer, professional python killers. The county has launched a two-month pilot program with 25 hunters, they are paid $8.10 an hour to find and wrestle the giants to their deaths. In seven weeks, the hunters killed and removed 149 pythons. Now, the population of giant pythons in the Florida Everglades, 100,000. 25 hunters in the last seven weeks have only killed and removed 149. If you do the math, there's no way that they are curbing the population with such small results. And uh, that is a pretty disgusting problem. So although Guam has the brown tree snake, we don't have giant Burmese pythons like the Florida Everglades do. So that's uh, that's kind of scary. Uh, here's one. I didn't realize that. I guess I just missed it on the news. I, I'm not sure what I was doing. May 29th, uh, Panama's former leader, Manuel Noriega, died. On May 29th, at the age of 83, almost 30 years after the U.S. invasion of uh, Panama, when um, they removed Noriega from his office, and uh, Chris, d- did you hear about that on the news? I guess you're you're tuned into the news every day. Somehow, I missed that Noriega passed away. Is that an old magazine? Because this I- is July 1st. And, okay, but the, yes. it happened a month was, before that. Yeah, yes. It was quite a while ago. Okay. Yeah. I just, it just kind of, because I think he was in U.S. custody. The CIA recruited Noriega when he was a military cadet. And he was on the CIA payroll from 1967 to 1988. He led Panama's secret police and defense forces, giving him the power to perform assassinations, sabotage, and run cash and weapons to the Nicaraguan Contras. But Noriega also rigged the election to seize the presidency in 84 and in 89, murdered political rivals, and threatened Americans in Panama, leading to the 1989 invasion. U.S. troops captured him, and he spent the last 17 years of his life in the U.S. prison. There, according to Texas pastors, he became a Christian in 1990. Very interesting. I, you know, well, I didn't know that part. No, that's, I that was heard very that interesting. And yeah. uh, he's... He was, uh, 
a popular figure. That was right at my growing up time. So I graduated high school in 1990. So that was one of the first, you know, military news things happening in my mind in high school when I started paying attention Iran to things. Iran-Contra, is that the what Iran you're talking Iran-Contra about? affairs, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick, this was the Nicaragua-Contras, but the it was at the same time, and, and you had General They were Oliver, involved. Uh, they were all involved. The right. Sandinistas yep. and the— Yep, yeah. and Ollie North was uh, yep. testifying before Congress and things. Here's an interesting thing. I would really recommend. I mean, we don't get any sponsorship or anything from World Magazine. We did have the privilege of having Marvin Olasky here about three years ago on the show. Marvin Olasky and his wife both came in, and I was able to interview them, which was really a blessing. They're uh, writers for the magazine, and I believe his wife actually does the radio program uh, for World Magazine. But I must say that World Magazine, don't let the name fool you it's it's really all about christians in this world and what's happening in this world so it's not worldly magazine it's world magazine and relative to other christian periodicals i gotta say this is my favorite um the way they write their news articles is is very objective but with a a christian worldview they don't compromise on that um in their writing they've you know, they've got kind of a global view of things. It's not just centered on America. And they're constantly updating their online um, e-version of the magazine, just constantly putting in new stuff. And then, of course, with their podcast. But World Magazine, as a periodical, is just a great magazine. If you if you look at what – I think the reason why you're saying this is I look at some of the organizations as principled versus pragmatic. The way you see that – manifest itself a lot of times is that that particular periodical i'm not saying the principles are right or wrong necessarily but they hold to the same view no matter sort of who has risen to power or whatever and the principles remain the same whereas there are others that i would say are more pragmatic they sort of go with whatever whatever in their genre of uh political thought because many times that's where the breakdown comes in political thought right their genre of political thought, whoever's in power at that time, they sort of go with that line of thinking and sort of form their worldview based on uh, what's in whoever's in power at the time. They would be among the principled, the more principled, uh, along with a, if you looked at uh, sort of in the secular world, if you looked at like a, a, um, a, Oh, it could be like townhall.com or something, or it could be um, there are other periodicals in the political arena that hold to principle. And they sort of are going to have the same position for their from their founding all the way through. And world is very much that way. They fall in the uh, the principled category. I guess that makes sense. Just like any other media communications medium, um, you could either make decisions based on are you trying to inc- increase your readership or your listenership by changing your message or are you just trying to give the best quality product sticking with your original vision for why you created it? And I know from personally interviewing Marvin Olasky here when he was here a couple summers ago that that is why they stuck with World Magazine. That's why they, even though World Magazine got very small in its in its uh, market for a while, now it's grown back up again. But they just have some excellent writing, and they do some things that uh, I really appreciate. I get a few other Christian periodicals, and some of them are more um, 
tied to different uh, organizations and things like that. Some of them are a little broader and really have a hard time finding something that really engages me. But World does a lot of little you know, little stories, little short vignettes with, with data that, that really are helpful like this. They have this section called by the numbers. And there's just something about this. It's almost like an infographic just gives you a couple different numbers. And they're really things that kind of go across a broad spectrum of, of fields and things like this, the by the numbers section, this is page seven of the July 1st world magazine 12. It's the number of refugees. The Czech Republic has resettled Far short of its 2,691 refugee quota outlined in the European Union agreement that expires in September. Seven, seven months, the average wait time for a bill to be paid by the state of Illinois, which is suffering through a budget crisis. 328,348 is the number of abortions performed by Planned Parenthood in fiscal year 2016, according to its recently released annual report. 19,967, the number of illegal aliens apprehended by U.S. Border Patrol in May of this year, down from 55,442 in May of 2016. And finally, 17, that's the years Richard Anthony Jones spent in prison before the judge threw out the Kansas man's conviction in June. Jones's lawyers have shown the crime was possibly committed by a lookalike. Now, those are not necessarily in any way tied together other than they're all just very interesting numbers. There's something about that that just really grabs my attention, though. Probably, you know, you can see that in the way I do this show as well, because I do like random bits of information that are engaging. And I just want to applaud World Magazine. And it's not a very expensive periodical. You can get it where you can read it on your iPhone, on your tablet, whatever. And you can get it mailed to you. They ship here to Guam. And uh, comes in, uh, doesn't cost anything extra, comes in a relatively timely manner. This one uh, came basically a couple days after the actual date on the front cover. Sometimes it'll come in a day or two before the date on the front cover. But you get it in a timely way. It's, it's always, it's one of those magazines because it's got so many little bits of information. You can sit it down, pick it up a week later, read a different article. Just a lot of good stuff in there. So, uh, and I might say more about that later on, but uh Chris is here, and Chris happens to be in the news business, among other things. He's in he's in the communication business, in the Christian communication business, and part of that is uh, relaying to the listeners what's happening in the world around them, a.k.a. the news. So, Chris, what's happening in the news right now? I was going to clarify one thing before I started, and that was that I was trying to get to the weekly standard because yes. I was, um, the reason I was mentioning the weekly standard is because um, even though they're on the right side of the aisle, um, they have not changed their views to fit necessarily the current version of right of center politics, but it's more of a principled. So they say, well, this is what we've s- stood for forever, so we continue to stand well, and for I this. think on the liberal side of things, they have similar peri- – Mother exactly. Jones. Exactly. I mean, they've never changed their message. Doesn't matter if it's popular or not, they're always going to lean right. left. Yeah, and so there's there's a sort of you're you're always having with these sort of publications one side or the other of that. So that's what I was trying to get to. I apologize. So let's go with what's uh, what's happening in the news. This is a this uh, particular story that we start with has been on the top of the hour SRN news, but I wanted to mention it again because 
honestly, some of these I pick because I could make an editorial comment on them, so I'm going to in this one. But the White House is defending an impromptu prayer session in the Oval Office this week. On Monday, President Trump met with evangelical members of his faith advisory board. At the end of their Oval Office session, members laid hands on the president and prayed for him. And now this is a a popular photo that you may have seen going around um, of the president with some people praying around him. Uh, His uh, spokesperson said that this was nothing unusual. Prayer is something you should do every day, which obviously we would agree with. And she said the meeting that they had with these faith advisors covered topics of importance to the faith community. The thing I was going to mention is that you have to be careful when reading stories of this nature and the, the, the use of the word evangelical. And then you have to look up the people that they are referring to as evangelicals and find out a little bit about what they actually believe and whether the word applies or not. And in some cases with the people involved in this particular meeting, the word evangelical uh, is somewhat erroneous. <laughs> to say the least. So I just noticed that in news today that the word evangelical is almost meaningless. Yep. So keep that in mind. Honda is recalling 1.2 million Accord midsize cars in the U.S. because a battery sensor can short out and potentially cause a fire. Now, this is apparently already happening. Uh, the recall covers um, cars from 2013 to 2016. And Honda says it has had four reports of engine compartment fires due to a problem uh, that they're describing here. No injuries have been caused as a result. The fires were in states where salt is used to clear roads in the winter. So there seems to be some connection between the electrical short that's happening and the um salt that is used on the roads. I thought that was just an interesting one. Uh, there is a, a, a broad-ranging scandal going on in South America among leaders of political parties and presidents. Peru's former president, Olanta Umala, and his wife have turned themselves into authorities late on Thursday after a judge ordered them to spend up to 18 months in jail while prosecutors prepare charges against them for alleged money laundering. The ruling by Judge Richard Conception, which triggered jeers from the couple's supporters during a public hearing, stretched for over two days, marked the second time he has been mandated jail time um, since a massive graft scandal in neighboring Brazil rippled into Peru. And it touches on other countries as well. Prosecutor German Juarez cited testimony from former executives of the Brazilian builder Oderbrecht at the center of the Graf scandal. They accuse Humala and his wife, Nadine, of taking $3 million that allegedly stems from corruption. Um, Juarez also accused the couple of taking illegally obtained cash from late Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez and uh, also in Brazil. Former president in Brazil, Luda da Silva, has also been jailed at this point. Wow. So there's a lot there's a lot going on in regards to corruption, and it touches on a number of countries. So it's an interesting story. One other in the in the business world, and that is Sprint Corporation said on Friday that it was launching a new leasing option. 
and it's aimed at the uh, price-sensitive customers, it calls them there. It could be just cheap people. You never know. College uh, students. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning these are folks who want to upgrade their phones more often, and this is an effort to get them uh, to get some subscribers in what is an oversaturated market for wireless service. They are the number four U.S. wireless carrier and will now allow customers to lease any phone and have the option to upgrade after just a year. Now, previously, the option was only available for Apple iPhones and Samsung Galaxy devices. At 18 months, customers can either return their old phones and upgrade the new ones or purchase their devices. Those who want to buy their phones can pay the remaining amount in a lump sum or in six monthly increments. The charges come at a time when the U.S. wireless market is becoming increasingly competitive. The carriers are battling each other to lure customers with new deals. Some new things happening. Verizon um, is introducing an unlimited data plan. That's the first time they've done that in more than five years. And Sprint began offering five lines of unlimited data for only $90. So there's kind of a, a war going on between, wow. between uh, wireless providers in the states. And I'm not sure how much that affects the wireless market here on Guam, but there's certainly a lot of movement in that area at this moment. So Wow. Well, hey, I hope it does affect uh, the market on Guam in a positive way. That'd be great. So. All of those, com- a lot of those companies are here. Absolutely. Um, companies, so. Yeah. Well, Chris, yes. what are you guys doing this weekend? Let me think. I don't remember anything that I have on the schedule on the docket for this weekend, but usually we wind up going somewhere and uh, enjoying uh, some time just around Guam. There was actually a picture just a few minutes ago I saw on Twitter from the Guam PDN and they have they they showed a location on Guam and then they ask you where is that place and I knew where it was and so I was thinking I've been to a few places yeah. I've seen these places in nature because we we go pretty much every weekend or if we skip a weekend we usually go sometime like on an afternoon or something go right. somewhere it one of the reasons is because I'm taking a picture every right, day. Right, yeah. You kinda are looking for things yeah. from a photographer's point of view. Yeah. So so that, that causes us to go a bunch of different places, but I don't know. We'll likely we'll likely go somewhere. At least my son and I will. Yeah. Uh, we, the girls don't always jump in and sure. and want to go. Uh but but at least my son will go. Yeah. So. And Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend? Uh just eating you know, cake, Skype. I know. <laughs> I uh, Skyping, FaceTiming some family, and, uh, you know, go out to Tumon, I think. So. Great, great. Well, it's been beautiful weather for it. Uh, rainy season seems to be kind of holding back just a little bit. So, well, you guys enjoy your weekend. I'm going to take a short break and come back and talk about dark, green, leafy vegetables. So, listeners, stick around for that nutritious segment coming up on Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is 4.45 p.m. on this Friday, July 14th here at KHMG. You're listening to Live Till 5. We've got about 15 minutes left in the show, so stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday afternoon, July 14th, 4.48 p.m. Let's talk about dark green leafy vegetables. It seems only right that we talk about this. We chose this topic way before we knew we were going to get the uh, the most beautiful cake uh, on island today. Dark green leafy vegetables are nutritional powerhouses. This seems so hypocritical. I'm going to read it anyway. With uh, vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients, they are rich in chlorophyll with alkalinizing uh, agents for the blood, fiber, which keeps the colon healthy. USDA recommends eating one half cup of green leafy vegetables each day to prevent nutrient deficiencies and serious illness. As we listen to the sailor song, I think green leafy vegetables prevented scurvy. This is an old seafaring uh, song there. Anyway, uh, I digress. Green leafy vegetables such as lettuce, dark green lettuces, including romaine, green leaf, arugula, and butterhead. In uh, Thailand, by the way, they don't call it arugula. They have a hard time saying it, so they call it rocket instead, by the way. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Cruciferous leafy green vegetables, kale, mustard greens, collard greens, cabbage, and broccoli are cruciferous leafy greens. They are high in nutrients and contain glucosinolates, which inhibit the growth of certain cancers. Magnesium and tritophan are also in abundance in these greens. Uh, spinach and Swiss chard. Swiss chard and spinach have vibrant leaves with bold colors. They belong to a family of leaves called the Amarethanxia. I can't say it. But and are similar in taste and, and nutritional value. Spinach and chard are available throughout the year. And then, of course, edible green leaves like dandelion, red clover, plantain, watercress, and chickweed are edible green leaves. They're all very good for you, apparently. According to this USDA uh, page that I am reading right here. It says dark green leafy vegetables are great sources of nutrition. Salad greens, kale, spinach are rich in vitamins A, C, E, and K. And broccoli, bok choy, and mustard are also rich in many B vitamins. These vegetables also contain an abundance of uh, basically carotenoids and antioxidants that protect the cells and play roles in blocking the early stages of cancer. Dark greens supply a significant amount of folate and B vitamins and promotes heart health, helps prevent certain birth defects. Vitamin K contains dark, uh, contains, sorry, the vitamin K contents of dark green leafy vegetables provide a number of health benefits, including protecting bones from osteoporosis and helping prevent against inflammatory diseases. And it just goes on and on. If you can get two to three servings of green leafy vegetables, uh, per day, that's great. Even two to three servings per week can help prevent certain uh, illnesses. So that's really good. And people like the dark green leafy stuff because it's low on the glycemic index and high in fiber. So the question might come up, well, what about here on Guam where it's hard to get the fresh stuff? Will canned green leafy vegetables, like let's say canned spinach, be okay? Well, I looked this up. According to Time.com, Time Magazine's online magazine, they had under the nutrition section an article entitled Fresh versus Canned. Can you get healthy food from a can? This is April 20th, 2012. And the bottom line, the last paragraph, the good news is you can reap the same nutritious benefits from canned spinach as you can from fresh for less money. Um, the author of this uh, article, the author of the study found that canned spinach not only has lower per serving cost than fresh or frozen, but it also offers a high content of vitamin C at an 85% savings. So you can get 
nutritional benefits from canned spinach. Now, I must say for myself, my first recollection of ever getting sick, like nauseous sick as a child, was after eating canned spinach. I had watched Popeye the Sailor Man. I saw that he ate his spinach. He was strong to the finish because he ate his spinach. And I wanted to be like Popeye the Sailor Man, so I ate canned spinach and I got violently ill. Now, it could have just been a bad can of spinach, but anyway, I was thinking about Popeye. You know, Popeye the Sailor Man, fictional character created by Elsie Chrysler Seeger. The first uh, character appearance was in King Features comic strip, Thimble Theater, January 17th, 1929. Popeye's almost 100 years old. Now, the more famous, what most people are probably initially familiar with, is the 1933 Max Fleischer's adaptation, Popeye the Sailor, theatrical cartoons, which were little cartoon shorts for Paramount Pictures. And then, of course, you know, it it, it went into uh, production and reruns and things like that. But some of the uh, different adaptations of Popeye, of course, is Popeye Spinach. Allen Canning Company produced its own line of spinach called Popeye Spinach. The various canned varieties, cartoon pop of Popeye serves as the mascot on the can itself. And there's even... Popeye-shaped spinach macaroni uh, produced by Boutini Pasta. But talking about spinach here, because we were talking about green leafy vegetables in the canned variety, initially Popeye's chief superhuman characteristic was his indestructibility, not his super strength, which was attributed to having rubbed the head of Bernice the Wiffle Hen numerous times after being shot. Popeye later attributed his strength to spinach, the popularity of Popeye helped boost spinach sales. Using Popeye as a role model for healthier eating, um, it, it may actually work. A 2010 study revealed that children increase their vegetable consumption after watching Popeye cartoons. The spinach-growing community of Crystal City, Texas, erected a statue of the character in recognition of Popeye's positive effects on the spinach industry. There's another Popeye statue in Seeger's hometown, Chester, Illinois, and also one in Springdale and Alma, Arkansas, which they claim to be the spinach capitals of the world and near these uh, canning plants as well. So uh, Popeye, basically, there's even a brand now, and you can buy this on Guam sometimes. Allen Company's Canning Company actually produces Popeye fresh fruit foods, and you can get it in a bag. It has Popeye's logo right on the front of it. Now, you know, spinach, canned spinach and packaged spinach fell in hard times when they had a big E. coli scare a couple of years ago, but I think that has all gone away. So let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to share one final thing with you. We're going to talk about the organ, not the vital organs in your body, but the vital organ in the sanctuary of a church building, the pipe organ, the church organ, the musical instrument. We'll talk about that for just a minute when we come back from this short break. Walk with me, walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me, while I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. 
And we're back with the last two minutes of Live Till Five. We're going to talk briefly about the beautiful instrument that fills so many sanctuaries with sound. It's the organ. Some of them are pipe organs. Some of them are electric. And I had a whole thing to read about organs, but you know, I just don't have quite enough time. But you know, the organs have been around all the way since before Christ. They had uh, organs that worked on water pressure called the hydraulis. And now for 2,000 years, people have been using organs for music. Now, before the organ was ever in the church, it was actually used in the secular world. All the way back during the Roman Empire, the hydraulis was used actually for the circus and things like that. In the modern times, of course, there were pipe organs built into the built in those beautiful Art Deco theaters. And then, of course, churches have been using organs now for decades. And although they're having a hard time finding homes for organs, we've been offered a few to be donated to Harvest even this year. Harvest organ itself is not going anywhere. In case you've heard rumors otherwise, we have it wrapped up right now because we're doing a little remodeling project in the auditorium, but uh, the Harvest Baptist Church organ, the intention is that it will be plugged back in and used again in the near future in the Harvest Auditorium. So just want to make sure that everyone knew that. So now we want to invite you to come and join us at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend 10.30 a.m. Maybe we'll talk a little more about organs next week. We'll see if we get any feedback on our Facebook page about that. But you're listening to Live Till 5. We'd love to invite you to come to Harvest Baptist Church 10.30 a.m. on Sunday at the Family Life Center. We're over in the gym right now because, as I said, church auditorium is being remodeled. That's why our organ is all wrapped up in plastic and in the hallway. And we will be over in the Family Life Center 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning for our morning worship service. Pastor Jeff Fain will be here as our guest speaker Sunday morning. It's going to be a real blessing. If you don't have a church home, come join us. Love to meet you. Come up and introduce yourself. I'm Pastor Jared Baldwin. I make all the announcements at the church usually. And I'm also the host of this great show, Live Till 5. The fastest two hours of my week has just passed me by. It's 5 o'clock already on this Friday, June, July 14th. And you're listening to episode 224 of Live Till 5. Catch us on The Rebound, noon to 2, Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. You can also download the podcast through khmg.org. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend. <laughs>